And when you think about it, isn't that exactly the point? Parking, and driving, and shopping, and eating, and gaming. Somewhere, somehow, they're different now. None of them are the same. They all got chewed up and spit back out. And they don't taste like living anymore. Don't you see what it's like in this deranged wearing blender of a book? Every page is an agonizing ordeal, like balancing a pot of scalding water on your head while people whip your legs and butt. You think I'm sick? Well, the only disease I've got is the Duckman RPG, a schnut-busting gauntlet of inefficiency and misery that's one long parade of letdowns, put-downs, trickle-downs, shutouts, freeze-outs, sellouts, numb-nuts, nincompoops, and nimrods, all making every day as much fun as waxing a flaming Pontiac with your tongue. Or even if you do luck into the possibility of some fleeting pleasure, like, say, if some nymphomaniac telephone operators with the muscle control of Romanian mat-slappers agree to a little strip air hockey, it'll be over before it starts because some vowel-lacking, fatal-reeking cab jockey slams his checker up your hatchback and the cab is owned by some piñata spanker from a Santeria cult in Wakulpa who starts shaking chicken bones at you and gives you a boil on your neck so big all it needs is Michael Jordan's autograph to make it complete. And even with all this... With all this, I still drag my sorry butt off the Sealy every morning and stick my face in the reading machine for one more day. Knowing when it's time to flash the cosmic card key at those pearly gates, I won't be in the coffin anyway, because some underhanded undertaker sold my heart, pancreas, and other assorted good and plenty to that same Santeria cult. So does anybody really wonder why anybody is hanging on to sanity by the atoms on the tips of their fingernails while the Duckman RPG dirty dances on their digits? And is it really any wonder that I seem deranged? Welcome to System Mastery. I'm Jeff, and my co-host John is here with me as always. How are you this week, John? So good. I'm glad to hear it. We have a real gem to deliver to the people this week. I, I don't think I've been this excited about a dumb licensed property in a while. I know. I was amazed. Now, this this came to us from an anonymous donor. It was mailed in, so uh, whoever you are, thank you. Thank so, you so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we wish we knew your name. What we have today is the Duckman RPG. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with Duckman as a property, I'm sorry. You missed out. You missed out on the American dream. <laughs> Duckman was a 90s cartoon. It's by the production company Klasky Supo, which you'd know right off the top, like immediately if you were looking at it. Like, you maybe, maybe you don't remember that name, but... Let me just rattle off a list for you real quick here, if I may. And you may. Rugrats. Rugrats all growed up. As told by Ginger. The Wild Thornberries. Rocket Power. Ah! Real Monsters. And of course, Duckman. Now Duckman's the only one that wasn't on Nickelodeon for kids. And that's not even true. They had this weird one-season spin-off piece of crap show called, like, Spanish Fly. That was literally like a racist Spanish fly. Oh yeah, no, I I saw that. That was amazing. I got shown Spanish fly in a Spanish class <laughs> be- in order to learn Spanish. Oh man, that is that is some real good teaching I got there. So all Klasky Supo animation is more or less characterized by being very stylized, very kind of wriggly. Yeah, it's got that uh, Doctor Katz type feel to it. Not quite less as- less wriggly. Yeah, not as computer looking, but just. Very, everyone's always off-model. Everyone's always kind of morphing around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And Duckman is a show that was supposed to be like a competitor to The Simpsons. So it's a, Jason Alexander is the main voice of Duckman in the show, and it's sort of a, like, holding up a mirror to our American life with comedy and vulgarity. And it's vaguely like a married with children sort of premise. Like, you've got the main character is like the king of his castle, man who lives at home, but then he's just being constantly emasculated by the family. Yeah, it's it's a weird uh, premise for a show because nobody on the show tends to be really likable. You've got a few characters that have some redeeming qualities, but for the most part... At the most, they're, they're competent or smart, and that's all you ever get out of them. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. then, like, even the best character, he'll still have a lot of weird traits to him. I think we're probably talking about Cornfed right yeah, now. Yeah, Cornfed is uh, Duckman's partner. They're Because they're, Duckman himself is a detective. Yeah, the premise is that he, Duckman, is a private eye, 
Except the fact that he is a private eye features in maybe one out of every 12 episodes. It usually just sets up the premise. That's all it is. Like, he'll be in his office and someone will barge in and demand he do something. And that's that's about all you get out of Duckman's job. Now, Cornfed, well, Duckman is a naked duck. I think he has, a, like, a tie. Uh, yeah, maybe? no. I don't remember. <laughs> He's just walking around naked, yeah. with and, and he doesn't have eyeballs either. His glasses have pupils on them. That's the kind of art we're getting from this. Yep. Uh... And again, he's voiced by Jason Alexander. He's the only voice in the show that matters, except for occasional guest appearances by Lord Sir Knighted, probably, should be, <laughs> Tim Curry. Tim Curry playing the main villain of the show, which is King Chicken. Yes, he plays King Chicken, famous for his catchphrase, which I will now allow John to do, because literally you can see it stuck in his throat. It's so good. So, doesn't even really have a catchphrase as much as every time he stops Duckman or does anything awesome, he goes, Yes, buck, buck, buck. Which is the greatest thing you could expect Tim Curry to do. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they got Tim Curry to show up in studio and they're like, look, we want you to make some bucking noise at the uh, microphone, if you would please. Could you give us a delivery of the line, bok, 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 as if Dr. Frank was saying it? <laughs> uh, it's amazing. So, Duckman's a private eye. He lives at home with his sister-in-law... Bernice. Yeah, because his wife and the mother of his children are dead. She's either dead or she left him. I think it's in one of the episodes, but frankly, yeah. we don't research. No. So, uh, yeah, so his the mother of his children is gone, but he has some children, and they are Ajax. Ajax is... like a stir, uh, He's got kind of a Keanu Reeves. He is very much just Keanu Reeves circa Bill and Ted. Yeah, so he's just kind of a dumb character who, who loves his dad. He just walks around and he's like, hi, dad. Yeah, I it, need to do things for school. Yeah, and doesn't ever say the D at the end of Dad. It's, yeah, it's, it's, hey, Dad. Duh. Yeah, and then his other sons, who the the show practically ignores, they're like the Maggie of the show, which is a a, a two headed guy or couple of guys named Ajax and no, I'm no. sorry, uh, Charles and Mambo. Charles and Mambo are the super smart ones. So uh, I know they split it between the two heads as far as what they're super good at. So I think it's like. Charles is really awesome at, like, uh, poetry and writing, and he's all into that, and then Mambo he's is super rapist. into science. Yeah. And, uh, oh, sorry, oh, yeah. no. He's well, I mean, science. he is a duck, so you'd oh. assume so. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. And then uh, Bernice, the sister-in-law, who is the deeply emasculating, doesn't approve of anything Duckman does. She is very the very uh, man-hating, feminist horrible stereotype that you got from that age where it was like, ah, she just works out and hates men and whatever. Yeah, she's always in a in a unitard. That's like all she wears is like a bathing suit with some leggings and, and she hates Duckman. And then we have Grandmama. Oh, right, Grandmama. Grandmama is an old lady who also lives in the house and all she does is fart. She cannot communicate with words, but she will occasionally punchline something with a fart. Yeah, she's she's there to punch up uh, boring stretches of the show by farting. Yeah, so it'll be like, hey, Grandmama, what do you think? Yeah, so she's basically like the Chris Farley of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway, that's enough setup about the show. Let's get into this game. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, it starts out with sort of introducing you to what is a Duckman RPG. Yeah, you know, is this your first time ever playing an RPG? Well, let me tell you. It's got that very Duckman oh, uh, yeah. show feel to the writing, so it's like, well, let me tell you exactly what you're getting into there, sugar, and you're like, okay, great, I understand. Yeah, I get it. This is just like when I was reading the Buffy RPG, it's just got a slightly different voice. Yeah. So, so the writing is in that crazy voice, and it gives you the, like, okay, is this the first time you've played an RPG? Do you know what the fuck Duckman is? You're gonna need some dice. The exact same number of dice you'd need to play craps. Because... Lo and behold, you are basically playing craps, although kind of weirdly not. It's, it's, it's weird. It's an interesting concept. We'll give it that. Okay, so um, this game... So after it goes through the, the, the rigmarole of telling you what an RPG is and what you're going to need, and what you're going to need is three friends you don't like. And that's what... That's not me. And mostly... Also, three friends that don't like you. Yeah, that's not that's not coming from me. That's that's um, that's not a judgment on the book. I'm saying that's what the book says. Oh yeah, yeah. You're going to need three friends you don't like. Uh, it, an assorted variety of brown liquors. <laughs> the uh, margins of porno in which to scribble notes. Yeah, this goes whole hog on its theme. It's super awesome. Yeah. 
Okay, and then it starts breaking down into how you build a Duckman world character and why you would want to. Yeah. So, you've got your sort of generic uh, races and classes and all that sort of thing. Okay, now there uh, are... It is an early 90s, or not early, a uh, late 90s kind of RPG, so you've got... A lot of the trappings that you had in RPGs of those times. Yes. So, for example, there are some races, which is weird because Duckman, the races, the, I mean... It, it never it, mattered for anything. It's one of those animal shows, you know, where people are just animals and they walk around and very rarely do they reference the type of animal they are. But it's not like uh, sort of the DuckTales type thing where everyone is a duck except for, like, the Beagle Boys. No. Okay, so there are there are four or five races you can play in the game. Oh, sorry. Four or five races you can play in the game. There are, of course, ducks. And the way that they do this is they give out bonuses to stats. And they use an almost kind of late third or fourth edition D&D model of how the stats work. Because you get plus one automatically to one stat, and then another plus one to your choice of one of two other stats. So, for example, a duck will get plus one to sleaze, because, yeah, the, the stats in this game are amazing. Oh, yeah. So you get plus one to sleaze, and then plus one to your choice of either apathy or greed. Let's actually let's just go down the uh, the stats real quick because oh, this shit is amazing. Okay, there's apathy, greed, sleaze, rage, and dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's a game from the nineties. <laughs> it's so good. Everything about this is wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So basically, most of the stats are negative things about your character, and uh, yeah. So a duck will get plus one to sleaze, and then plus one to either apathy or greed. Uh, a pig will receive plus one to dexterity, I guess, because Cornfed was relatively competent on the I, show. I, guess, I think Cornfed was the only one who could actually do anything. Like, he had ridiculous karate ability if he ever wanted to fight someone. Yeah, or he was a really weird character. He also, And then pigs also get plus one to either greed or sleaze. And the book mentions that while Cornfed is, you know, the, the, the pig that's in the show, he's not the only pig in the universe, and some of them are actually pigs. Like, they're literal... Yeah, pig like headed. actual pigs. Yeah, like if you want to play a pig, you probably shouldn't play as a, a, a dapper, weird detective who's way into <laughs> the occult, but rather you could actually play him as an asshole or something. Yeah. Then you've got little weird bear things. Yeah, The uh, so one of the, the helpers for Duckman and Cornfed on the show were Fluffy and Uranus. Fluffy and Uranus, which are two little weird bear teddy bear kind of things. And they are always saccharinely sweet. Yeah, and they are always trying to help Mr. Duckman. Yeah, and they put up with his with his horrible misanthropy. With you know, oh sorry, Mr. Duckman, I'll try harder. Oh no, we should help you out. Yeah, that's so. That's two of those characters. Those are like his secretaries, and little weird bear things get plus one to greed because in the show they're shown to like live in houses that are completely full of kitschy crap. Oh yeah, yeah, and then they get a choice of plus one to either dexterity or rage. With the idea, I think, being that eventually they snap. Yeah, I think the idea behind that was eventually you push the little weird bear thing too far and it just freaks out on you. Yeah. And then humans, and the book, this is one of my favorite parts, the book makes fun of you for choosing to play as a human. Oh yeah, you're like, you, you're playing the Duckman RPG and you decided to play as a human, which the show had humans, which was really weird. Generally, whatever. there's only two reasons to see a human on the show. They were either sleazy salesmen or they were hot babes because duckman was primarily attracted to actual human women except you had hot babe ducks as well like you'd have like a duck chick uh, with a huge rack and that yeah. would be a thing he was really just mostly attracted to tits he didn't care if they were feathered or not no no he's he's down with the swirl is what i'm saying here he doesn't the, care the, the swirly dick that the he swirly has dick because that he he's has. a duck yes he has a swirly duck dick <laughs> which you can't he's naked you know, he, uh, yeah he's just hanging in front of him the whole way through the show <laughs> No. Uh, so, he's mostly just into big veiny racks. That's his deal. Yes. Creamy like a Stilton cheese with a nipple on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you can be a human if you want. And if you're a human, you get plus one to a stat of your choice. And that's it. Yeah. Congratulations. Good yeah. job. I don't know why you chose that. And then finally, chickens. Now, there's only one chicken on the show, which is King Chicken. But uh, I suppose if you really wanted to play a chicken... Then you could, it, chickens get plus one to rage, because they're the bad guy. Yeah. And then plus one to either sleaze or apathy. Yeah. Well, you know, they take the sleaze or apathy because the, I mean, King Chicken's only weakness was Bernice. Mm hmm Like, he was, I don't know why, but super pervy for her. And then apathetic because he hated everything else that wasn't Duckman, he didn't care. Now, let's explain what all these plus ones mean, because it's really interesting. The way that the plus ones work, your stats are all just zeros. Oh, yeah. You just have zero and everything. And if you get a plus one, you're like, oh, my gosh, my sleaze is one. I'm amazing. So here's what that gives you. 
All the mechanic resolutions in this game are done by rolling 2d6 and trying to hit craps numbers. So if you roll a 7 or an 11, you succeed on your roll. If you roll a 2, 3, or 12, you fail on your roll spectacularly. Oh yeah. It's a critical failure, something horrible happens to you. On any number that isn't those, so like, for example, a 4 or a 5, you fail, but not that bad. No. I mean, because everyone fails all the time. Yeah. So they're like, we assume that anything you try to do, you're not going to do very well. That's and right. And it does sort of say you might accomplish something even with a failure, but you're not going to accomplish what you wanted. Yeah, something else will happen, basically. So when you get a plus one to your sleaze, if you're making a sleaze-based check, that means you can move the die up by or the result on the on the numbers of the dice up by one. So that makes it so that a... Six or seven or a ten or eleven. No, would get no, it's, you. it's only up by. Oh, one. that's right, it's only yeah. up. Which means that because there's a whole different set of things that can let things move down on the dice. So when you have a plus one to your stat, if you roll a six or a ten, you can get yourself a success. If you roll a three, you can spend. Uh, you can put your plus one on it to move it out of a super critical failure into a regular boring failure of a four. <laughs> so that's how the stats work. It's really interesting that the dice are all you're doing with all your stat modifications is trying to aim for sevens and elevens. Or, and this is going to come up a lot a little later, move other people's dice results into twos, threes, and twelves. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, so if you get the plus one, you do have a slightly better chance of not fucking up, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to be failing constantly anyway. Oh, yeah. But let's get, let's get into that. Now, the next, so that's, that's the basic mechanic of the game. You roll 2d6. And on a 7 or an 11, you succeed at whatever you're trying to accomplish. On a 2, 3, or 12, you fail horribly and are probably injured or something. And on a any other number, you just fail and stall. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's get to the classes. There are 10. Yeah. Um, they decided to put everything based around your stats because that's the only way people knew how to make fucking RPGs back then, apparently. Welcome to the 90s. So there are basically two st- two classes per stat. Yeah. So you've got your your apathy classes, which are your stoner or your idiot. Mm-hmm. You got your uh, greed classes, which are gambler or huckster. There's the sleaze classes of drunk or lecher. Mm-hmm. Rage gives you either detective because you know Duckman yeah. RPG or jerk. And then uh, you've got dexterity for Amazon, which is prefaced by being this is for girls only. Yeah, or your jock. So there you go. All right. Uh, so let's let's break down how the classes work because uh, they're actually all fairly similar. It's it's interesting. They they give you, uh, I, I I think they call them the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is the three powers your character gets. Yeah. Again, this book is wall to wall just jokes. Oh yeah. No. The I mean, as much as we've looked at a couple other uh, comedy RPGs before, this one is weird in that it almost tries to split the difference because a lot of comedy RPGs you'll see will just sort of not care. Or they'll care too much. Mm-hmm. This one has a, a decent enough balance of trying to be jokey without ignoring mechanics. It, it, we'll, we'll get to why. Because there's there's a trick to this game that's that's fascinating. We're about we're right about to hit it. <laughs> Alright. So, let's, let's discuss, say for example, the drunk. Yeah, okay. So, if you're a drunk, your core stat is sleaze. So, you might have been... A duck, because you wanted your sleaze, you could have gotten it from a pig. Or a chicken. chicken. Yeah, so you have a couple different ways to become a drunk uh, if you want. I mean, you don't have to. Or you could be a human drunk. Yeah. yeah, You could be a human anything. Yeah. So, now, the way that this works is that there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is a mechanic that is always beneficial for you when rolling dice. The bad is is actually an albatross around your neck. It's, It's something negative that other players can use to fuck with you. Yeah. And then the ugly is your ability to specifically fuck with other players. So you have a, one positive dice roll for yourself, one negative effect that other people can use on you, and then another negative effect that you can specifically impl- inflict on other people. Because here it is, folks, the secret mechanic to the Duckman RPG. The whole game is about trying to force everyone else in your party to fail. Oh, yeah. So the the whole point of this is it's not just you're trying to succeed it's you want to succeed and make it so nobody else does. Yes. It's impossible. It's it, the, the weirdest game I've ever seen. Yeah, so the... I mean, you get bonuses and XP and things like that for stopping people from doing it's things. It's the only way you get XP. Yeah. The only way in the game to get any experience at all is to force someone else to fail at something they wanted to do. Yeah, you get... Uh, it has an entire system for schadenfreude. Yeah. There's a schadenfreude roll. It is amazing. Like, 
It's terrible, but it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is terrible. I can't imagine... You have to have such a good group to play this game. Because the whole point of the game is they're trying their best to recreate the show. And on the show, most of the characters just rant at each other and then and then credits roll. Oh, yeah. So, the I mean, in the show, they're... I mean, they really are trying to do a straight, literal interpretation. Because everyone on the show is just stopping everyone else constantly. And, 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 it, preach, doesn't, and it doesn't matter if it's trying to or not. Because you'll have a lot of times where it's like, oh, like the uh, Fluffy or Uranus or Ajax aren't really malicious, mm-hmm. but they'll still fuck things up for other people. Oh yeah, Ajax is always like, duh, I eat all the mints that you put in the toilet or something. And- yeah, and so they'll just make things <coughs> dumb for other people or they'll be like, sorry Mr. Duckman, we threw out all of your pornography, mm-hmm. we figured you wouldn't want that. And so then you get rid of all that. Yeah, so the whole point of the game is to stop Duckman, who's... Duckman's like a detective letter drunk or something. He, oh, he's the Elminster of yeah, this game. He's almost unstattable. But in that case, they'd be like, we threw out your pornography. And he'd be like, but I'm a, I'm a pornographer. I'm a lecher. I need my pawn. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that's the whole point of the game is to constantly mess with everyone else. Uh, you don't go on adventures in this. There aren't dungeons. I mean, you could. There's no rule oh, stopping no. you. Like, the, it's got some sample adventure stuff in the back, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's mostly just sort of a system for fucking around. Yeah. Which is weird. Anyway, okay, the drunk. Let's go over the good, bad, and ugly on okay. the drunk. The good of a drunk is called Fuzzy Vision. Yep. And it works by saying, uh, I think you can use it twice a day. And it's uh, when you're inebriated, the drunk can roll three dice and select two. Yeah, so you've got your sort of uh, drunken clarity ability of twice per day while you're wasted. You just randomly bumble your way into doing something well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like being a, like a drunken master. You just... Oh, yeah. It's like, whoops, I, I stumbled back at the wrong moment and did not get punched. Yep. So it's, oh, I dropped this thing, but then it hit this one other thing, and then I Rube Goldberg and hit you in the face. Right. And then there, the bad is called Hangover Harry. And again, every single thing in this book has a joke. Yeah. So Hangover Harry, which is uh, other players can apply a minus one. See, that's how the minuses come into play. You can plus one yourself. Other people can often minus one you. You can also get some some of your own minuses. That's how skills work. This game has skills, people. Skills and defeats. <laughs> okay, uh, so Hangover Harry. Other players can apply a minus one to any challenge made by the drunk when he is not inebriated. If a player causes the drunk to fail a challenge in this way, they gain one XP. Yeah, so you are not assumed to always be drunk in this. In the same way that, like, if you're playing an archer, you might run out of arrows, there's a good chance that the DM will just be like, alright, well, you woke up, you aren't drunk right now, you have to go get some booze, and essentially, you're going to have a point where the drunk is going to try and get booze, but the other people in your party are going to try and stop you from getting booze to fuck you up because it makes it easier to fuck you up if you're not drunk, Yeah, and it gives them a way to stop you because getting drunk is going to be a challenge for you. Yeah. Duh, when I was eating the mints in the toilet, I found a bottle in there, so I threw it into the recycling. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to end up having all of these weirdly antagonistic things that are happening just for your baseline ability. Uh-huh. So that's that's the bad. That's just a, neg- a negative that applies to the drunk. Now, the last one is the ugly. That's his ability to mess with someone else. And this one's called Disgusting Inebriant. And it's that the drunk may apply a minus one penalty. There's that minus one again. To any player's challenge role to accomplish something cultured, delicate, or proper. Yeah. So uh, if you do, then they... F- and you do this and they fail, you get an XP... And the whole point of this is someone's trying to, like, recite poetry or talk about art or whatever, and then you just run up and, like, vomit on their shoe or fart. Just burp real loudly right into the room. Yeah. Anything like that. You walk in, sing an old Lang Syne or something. And, and, and of course, you're going to have at least one player that's trying to play a foppish, cultured sophisticate. He's, you know, in there going, well, I think the Rothko is the most delightful of paintings. (laughs) Yeah. that's So that's, that's the core concept of the game right there. So uh, that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Then everyone gets a uh, a couple of starting feats, and there's about 20 feats in the game, or maybe I don't know, 30 or 40 feats. Eh. Mostly they're just math fixy looking things, or they're they, they're very specific to the class that they come from. So, for example, the starting feats for the the drunk include stumble bum, which is uh you can apply a minus one to opposing challenges that are the opposing challenges are when people try to do things to you. That's an opposing challenge to you, uh, aimed at restraining, arguing with, or impairing the drunk. 
So if someone tries to pin you down in some way, mm. you can kind of stumble out of it. Yeah, you I'm just going to be out in the hallway. Go out there and sing How Dry I Am. Yeah. Okay, and then you also get Party Animal, which is a minus one. This one's fairly common. A lot of people get it. You can get a minus one to uh, personal greed challenges. So, for example, if you roll to drink a, a uh, entire bottle of whiskey then you can apply a minus one to your own roll to, to successfully drink your money. That, that way you, you succeed on rolls of 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, or, or no, I'm sorry, 10, 11, or 12, which is really impressive. Yeah. So, there you go. Okay, now, you also get skills. Every uh, Skills work similarly to stats in this game. So, for example, the drunk gets drinking automatically. Yep. And then also gets to pick three from carousing, law enforcement, fighting, debate, and vomiting with purpose. Yeah, I enjoy that they have vomiting with purpose in here. It's mm-hmm. great. It reminds me a lot of the, uh, floating, the vagabond. Floating, floating vagabond. Yeah, it's pretty. It, it, there's some similar jokey names to everything, like you know, uh, do something positive with your life instead of becoming a role playing game designer. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and I also enjoy that the drunk gets law enforcement as a thing. It's wonderful. <laughs> law enforcement pops up pretty regularly. I, I'm, I think it's the main stat for detectives, but but it shows up for a lot of other people as well. It's great. Yeah. And uh, then it actually has a note for the drunk about what it takes to be drunk in the game. <laughs> Play a drunk if. this. I, I wrote this down because I thought this was hilarious, and it's a character becomes inebriated by having a few stiff drinks. That's all in caps. A few stiff drinks, which is the smallest amount of drinks in this world. An inebriated character counts as inebriated for their next three rolls, so they must keep the party party going or suffer hangover Harry very quickly. Yeah, and having booze uh, is, it's easy enough to get drunk if you have it, but you do have to get that, so it's a matter of either acquiring it through trying to get it through skill rolls of purchasing or mm-hmm. uh, scavenging it up out of, like, your kitchen or your liquor cabinet or whatever. Yeah. Now, the, the whole mechanic, that, that whole uh, rolling three dice and selecting two, that's incredibly powerful in craps. It, 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 it dramatically boosts your chances of rolling a seven. Oh, yeah. So the whole trick to the drunk, and he can do it twice a day, the whole trick to the drunk is that he's, he's powerful compared to the other classes, but he's very reliant on getting his hands on booze. Yeah, if you can stop him from getting drunk, then he does... Nothing. Yeah, he just whines about wanting booze and rolls badly to try and get it until he does. And then he's off on the races and powerful again. It's it's actually not a bad way to build a drunk. Huh. Now, there are nine other classes in this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, for example, we've got uh, the other one of the sleaze classes, the, the lecher. Yeah, we've got uh, ones for apathy. Sure, sure. Uh, we've got... So, like, basically the... Uh, Ajax would be the idiot. Yeah, the idiot's the, the Ajax class, and I, it's another really funny one. The uh, the age the, their good is unconventional wisdom. Yeah, once per day, you can uh, turn a natural failure into a success, regardless of your modifiers. Even yeah, if someone so if you roll a two, three, or twelve, you could just say no, I, I succeeded. Yeah, and it's it's because you did something so stupid that it works. Oh yeah, it's that's just dumb enough to work, and then it actually happens. Yeah. So, so you get to just decide, yeah, no, I failed, but I didn't. Yeah, so that's that's pretty solid. It's only once a day because these guys, again, don't have a fueling up mechanic like the alcohol. Yeah. Uh, and then their bad is called a few can short. I assume that's of a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for saving the page space. Oh, yucky, yuck. Other players may apply minus one to any challenge made by an idiot to use a machine, read a sign, or anything that could potentially require higher brain function. If the idiot fails spectacularly, again, that spectacularly means a 2, 3, or 12. Yeah. Then they gain, you gain XP, the person who does it to them. Yeah, so anytime you're like, okay, I want to try and do a thing, I'm an idiot. Alright, I need to try and get some Cheetos. I'm going to go to the store and they're like, oh, how do you know you're going to the store? That's directions, I'm going to try and get you lost. Yeah. Shit like that. That's, that's basically what happens with them. And then the ugly, their ability, their specific ability to mess with someone else... It's called A Helping Hand. This is one of my favorites. Huh. Okay. That's why I wanted to get to this one, because I really like that mechanic. Okay, The Helping Hand. The idiot may impose his assistance on any challenge made by another player. He also rolls challenge dice and applies personal modifiers as normal, and no other players can mess with his role. So, for example, if he's helping someone do something complicated, then other people can't pop up behind him and be like, hey, that uses machinery. So this is just an uncontested role you're making on the same skill role that the person you're trying to help is making. If you succeed, if the idiot succeeds, nothing happens, 
But if you fail, the originating character also fails, and the idiot gains one XP. Yeah. So basically you go, I'll help you. And then you do something spectacularly stupid and, and drag him to failure with you. Yeah, you accidentally set the thing he was trying to put together on fire, and now it's all fucked up. Yeah. You have the ability to mess up other people's skill rolls by just being an idiot. Oh, yeah. You just show up, and they're like, all right, I'm going to try and, like, tidy up the house. And you're like, I'll help with that. And then you get the vacuum and blow up the vacuum, and dirt gets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And their starting feats are Thick Skull, which is a minus one, two challenges intending to educate, lecture, or assist the player. So uh, anyone trying to talk a uh, an idiot into something is going to have a hard time, because they're very good at getting out of things. They're just too stupid to, to affect. And uh, then Simple Pleasures, which is a simple minus one that you can apply to any apathy challenge you make. Yep. So there you go. They're, and then they, they're, their primary skill is carousing. Oh well, yeah, because you're an idiot and you just sort of want to talk to people, so you aren't really good at skill skills as much as you are just wandering around and people are like, oh, that's an affable dumbass. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's skip down a little bit. That was one of the apathy classes. We've got, uh, you want to do detective? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, so the detective is a rage-based class. They have... Their three things, so their good is one more thing, which is uh, the Columbo. Yeah, all right. So once per day, you can re-roll one or both of the dice in a challenge roll, but you got to keep the second result. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get your bad, which is you have a red herring, so you can apply a minus one to your challenge roll to discover a clue. So if you fail spectacularly, great, you get an XP. No, no, this is this is the bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this is, is if you can fuck if the... you give the detective a red herring, you can yeah. give them the minus one to discover a clue, and then if they fuck up, you get XP. Yeah. So you can be like, I don't know, Duckman, maybe it's in your butt. <laughs> hey, I, yeah, think I, should... I, I found a bottle over here of <laughs> booze that was the guy's ancient shenanigans. It says. <laughs> oh, let me see that. <laughs> Uh, and then your ugly is barrage of questions, so you can add a die to any challenge roll, uh, for someone else when they're going to lie, cheat, or generally commit any crime. Constantly in this game. Yeah. Uh, and the final result of your roll is calculated from all three of the dice. Yeah. Which is a weird mechanic. Because it can take you over 12. Which doesn't matter, because things over 12 are still just fails. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting, because it makes it way harder to get us, to hit that 7 or 11. Oh yeah, it just gives you a way broader range of numbers to hit, so you end up being slightly more likely to fail than you normally would. Honestly, the big problem with that is that uh, when you're rolling three dice, you're way likely to hit a seven. Uh, oh, sorry, because no. it's calculated from the total. Yes, yeah. the average on the, on that roll is a ten and a half, which means you're li- more likely to hit an eleven. Well, but you know, you get the modifiers and stuff. It's it's yeah. interesting. It just changes the range. Well, the big thing is it ends up, and I mean. Obviously, this isn't particularly an amazingly well-balanced game. No. His ability, like, the barrage of questions ends up being so much better than a lot of other people's The Ugly, because you end up getting this ability to affect basically everything. Uh, it, it says only for lying, cheating, or committing a crime, but it's so widely applicable because most people's things they want to do are either lying or cheating or trying to commit some sort of crime. Yeah. So, I mean... If you're the detective against, say, there's someone else in your party who's the idiot, you're less likely to be able to fuck them up because most of the time the idiot just sort of wanders around doing nothing mm-hmm. and fucking other people up and maybe, like, I want to get food. Yeah, I think the idiots are more likely to be honest than the other classes. I think them and the Amazon are most likely to be the honest classes in the game because the Amazon doesn't want to do anything but emasculate men. That's yeah. that's the whole point of the Amazon class is that it just, it just messes with male characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's sort of, it's weird because it's got the, uh, you've got all of these mechanics in place for everyone else. And then they specifically made one for rage or for, it's uh, rage. yeah, that is, it's odd that they limited just two women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and They're- it's, it's, no, it's the dexterity one. Their dexterity. Oh, you're because right. Yeah, 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 they're, yeah, they're, they're the ones that beat up guys. And yes. you get bonuses for beating up guys, but not for other women. Mm-hmm. Because you stand strong with your, your uh, sisters. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a, uh, that's a whole class that's based around beating up and emasculating men. It's, I mean, I don't really feel like Bernice is actually an Amazon. She's just sort of an, oh, I high, mean, high strong. 
She she is. You get a lot of episodes in the the show where she'll like, I'm all about women's rights, and then she'll just kick Duckman in the face a lot. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, uh, Amazon's just a weird term. I guess it's just because anything else they could have picked would have been way too sexist. Yeah, I think they wanted to sort of reflect what she was in the show, but didn't want to just be like, Harpy! Yeah, like, yeah it could, shrew! Yeah, that would have been a real problem. Insufferable ex-wives, or, or whatever she is. She's the sister-in-law. Yeah, uh, but you have... So, you have that, and it it has a combat system, which is the exact same resolution as basically everything else in this game. Yeah. Which is odd, because normally when you look at an RPG, the combat system is going to take up, like, two-thirds of your book, mm-hmm. and then everything else is maybe the rest of the, the third. Whereas this... Combat is just the exact same as if I was rolling to do, like, alright, I want to, like, cook a thing, or drink something, or watch TV, or whatever. It'd be the same role as I want to punch a guy in the face. Yeah. Because the game doesn't really care about, like, how many HPs you have. Yeah, there's an HP mechanic, but the worst you can really do is sort of beat someone to the point where they have to sit for a little while. Oh yeah, you can you can punch someone to the point where they are incapacitated. Yeah, but it just means that at that point they're unable to stop you from doing things. Yeah, and you so can't, they can't apply like they're the ugly to you and so on. Yeah, your HP is equivalent to your dexterity plus your apathy times two, <laughs> and I assume that's because it's it's a combination of your dodgy ability plus literally how much meat is on your body. Well, yeah, your your apathy I think is just. How much you don't care that you've been punched. Either that or just how fat you are. It's, <laughs> it's just one of those. So yeah, your, your hit points is dexterity plus apathy times two. Uh, the only other real stat that matters is initiative, and initiative is just a straight 2d6 roll. Yeah, and then, uh, if you've got a plus two dexterity, you add it, otherwise you don't. Yeah, so you have, there, there's an initiative. I don't know why they had to give the dexterity the nod there, because it's already informing your hit points, and then... Oh, yeah, no, dexterity is, once again, like in every fucking game, the king stat. You are king shit of Fuck Mountain if you are a dex character. And the two dex characters are Amazon and Jock. Jock, unfortunately, just not that interesting of a class. It really isn't. It's just they needed another thing with dexterity that fit, like, Amazon, but they didn't make it, like, this is the male-only version. Yeah. Because that would be really weird. Just yeah. Like, what are you? Oh, I'm a class that does nothing but mess with women. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. Well, we already man. had the lecher. Yeah. At that point, like, you've you've now just gone into like, I'm a woman beater. Oh no, we can't put this in a game. <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> Duckman didn't do that. Yeah. So you have the jock, which is mostly even more about like Amazon is actually fully about beating people up. Whereas the jock tends to be more about showing off than straight up beating people. Yeah, he doesn't, almost none of his roles have anything to do with like sports or whatever. They're all preening stuff. Oh yeah, it's all showing how much better you are than other people. And so rather than it being a combat class, which the Amazon basically ends up being the only combat class. Mm -hmm. So the jock ends up being more about, uh, I can show off like I'll show my ripped muscles and get the ladies to fall for me, shit like that. Yeah, the uh the jock has his the ugly ability is the ability to uh impose a dice penalty to someone else's role to accomplish a physical task. And if he succeed, if they fail at it, then he gets the glory, as if he did it. So he just makes them look stupid and is like, Oh, I did that. Yes. And oh yeah. So he'd be like, I'm trying to lift this thing up and he just walks over and lifts it up easily, and he's like, oh, you're so weak, I'm glad I was here to help you. And so... Marks you, XP for that, yeah. you yeah. mark XP for being, uh, showing up other people, essentially. It's not, it's, it's not a terrible class, it's just, it's probably the furthest removed from the Duckman story, like, there's nearly not a, a point in that, like, you occasionally see muscle-bound people in the background of episodes, but they're never major. Oh yeah, they usually end up being, I mean, I guess in game terms, NPCs, because they'll show up, and make Duckman look like an idiot briefly, and then go away. Yeah, it's one of the weirder ones. It's all the same with Stoner, because the show doesn't have a whole lot of weed humor in it. No, it's got some drug stuff in it. I mean, obviously Duckman does everything. Yeah, he'll do whatever he can get his his uh, duck mitts on. But uh, but you do have uh, like some drug stuff in the show, and it tends to be uh, a little more like that whole the. Uh, like the South Park, the truth is in the middle thing. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, drugs aren't great, but they aren't evil either. No, it's like, it, if you think South Park has become an unreasonably preachy show over the past, like, ten years or so, 
Oh my god, please watch just a couple... Watch the episode of Duckman called Finding America. Yeah. There's a woman named America that they're trying to find. And it's the most insufferable preachy episode ever. The whole show is just preachy ranting. Oh, I have to say... So I actually watched the Duckman show when it was on air. Oh yeah. And I fucking loved it as a dumb idiot. I think it's just because they said curse words a little bit. I, oh yeah, it was, oh, there's kind of... Hell some, damn ass crap! Yeah, there was some cursing. They kind of would, I mean, they didn't ever do nudity, but they were like, hey, look at the animated tits on this chick. And so as a young adult, I was like, yeah, yeah, fucking people are dumb and... I need to swear and look at boobs. This is everything I always wanted. And it is the most juvenile, stupid, preachy show, and I don't care. I still love it. I know. It's it's weird, because it, it, the preachiness, just, it, like, you try and watch it now, you're just like, oh, man, every character on this show is just lecturing everyone else constantly. Oh, yeah. Like, normally South Park would save their, I learned something today, for the very end, and do just jokes throughout the middle of it. This will be like, in the middle of an episode, be like, you know what's wrong with feminists? And you're like, oh, God, don't. Come on, Duckman. You know what's terrible about our public school system? Please, Duckman. Let me tell you what the matter is with Arabs. <laughs> All these immigrants! And you're like, oh, God damn it, will you stop that shit? It's like a show starring my uncle. <laughs> this is basically the worst Facebook wall ever as a show. Yeah. Let me tell you about chemtrails. <laughs> Oh, oh, GMOs! Charles and Mambo, you're a two-headed freak because of GMOs! <laughs> Vaccinations did this to you! Oh my god, I really wish Duckman was still on the air today so they could do shit like oh, that. Oh, they could do vaccinations and autism and so oh, on. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be so awesome. But, okay, so there you go, that's what the Duckman show is. Uh, but yeah, it's weird that they have the stoner in there. It's, you know, it's because there's only five members of the family and they needed to pad out to ten classes to have the book be more than ten pages. Oh yeah, so they basically just took a bunch of the, uh, the stats and added other things. <laughs> Some make sense where they've got, uh, two that are actually in there that you'd think would be in there. Well, Drunken Letcher is, is really obvious. Oh yeah, and then Detective and Jerk for Rage are both sort of obvious, but yeah. things like... Uh, Huckster for greed, or the stoner in apathy, or the jock in Dex. It, it, it does just, it feels weird. Yeah, it's close enough. I mean, you can still tell stories in the universe, but this is, this is a weird example of a game to build a license around, because we've said, we've talked about licensed games before, and oh, yeah. episode of Afterthought we did on that, where we talked about how there needs to be room in the world to build a game around that isn't just the main characters. This, this show rarely leaves Duckman's house. Oh yeah, and the, I mean, obviously the game mentions, like, yeah, you could play as Duckman and his family if you really wanted to do that, but you can just play in the world of Duckman, you know? Maybe you play as your own different competing detective agency, or maybe you're a different family, or maybe you're just a business of some other kind, or whatever it happens to be. It does does really want you to build characters that are a family, like, or or an association. You need to... Essentially build either a family or a business. They're like, we need there to be a reason that all of you have to be around each other all the time. Right, because all you're doing is fucking with each other. So if there wasn't something forcing you to be a coherent group, then you just leave. Oh yeah, because if you go, well, uh, I leave everyone else and go do other things by myself so that they can't fuck with me. At that point, not only are you denying the interaction with other people, you're also pretty much just denying everyone XP. And you're denying yourself XP because you only get it by fucking with other people. Let's let's stress that. The only way in this game that you get XP is by causing someone else to fail. Yeah. You have to get your schadenfreude on in order to get your uh, your XPs. Yeah. It, it, the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Okay, so there's a few other things. With the, uh, with the stoner, I really wanted to talk about his the ugly ability. It's one of the more powerful abilities in the game. His ability to mess with other people is... Uh, called It's All Connected, man. And it's, with a barrage of logic, the stoner may require a re-roll of any single die an opponent rolls. Yeah. Which is real good. To turn someone's natural 7 into like a 14, or it could be a 14, but you know. Oh yeah. Like a, it's just, you have to re-roll a die. Yeah. Which is awesome. They also have uh, base instincts, which is that, they, that, that uh, people can force them to, or can stop them from trying to resist temptation. Yeah. And then, uh, Stoner Logic, which is one of, one, this, this game's based around rolling 2d6, so they needed to have 10 unique things you could do while rolling 2d6. Which, I mean, let's face it, is kind of difficult. It's not easy to do. So, Stoner Logic is twice a day, the stoner can treat the dice he rolls on a challenge 
as if they were showing their reverse face. Yeah. Now, here's a problem with this, because I don't think the game thought about this when they did it. That means that they say the same thing. Because every die adds to seven if you look at the two sides of it. So the three is on the other side of the four, the one is on the other side of the five. Huh. So if you roll a two and a five, you flip them over and you've rolled a five and a two. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's a little like, weird. I, I, I mean, I assume that probably you'd house roll to, or house rule it to be like, you can choose one to flip over. Yeah. But the way, like, rules as written, it's written poorly enough that you, it just looks like flip your dice over and have the exact same roll. <laughs> so, so that's a, that's a funny, th- I don't know why they did that. I guess probably because they didn't really think about it. Maybe they didn't know the whole dice add up to seven, uh, D6 dies always add up to seven thing. Eh, I don't know. So there you go. Uh, and, and then you, you've probably noticed that by now that there's a theme to the feats that you get because what, the feats that, that are specific to classes are always a minus one penalty uh, that are two challenges, or it's a minus one bonus to challenges that have to do with what your class is based around. So, for example, the stoner is a minus one penalty to challenges to someone else who is intending to engage the stoner in any activity. And by in, in this case, what they mean is like trying to get him to go outside or leave the couch. Oh yeah. So if you're like, I need you to get up so I can vacuum or some shit like that, then no, no, I'm not moving. I'm not moving, man. Probably just gonna say Dave's not here, man. <laughs> That's gonna be a response. Hey, could you, uh, can you take out the garbage? Dave's not here, man. Oh my god. Okay, so we've talked a lot about a lot of things. We haven't even really even gotten to the, uh, skill section yet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's just a crap load of skills for pretty much everything that is, uh, both like combat and non-combat and not even just like non-combat skills like you'd normally have in other games. You have shit that's just really, really basic. Oh yeah, like uh like dating. Yeah. Yeah, dating or or sales or drinking. Because the whole point of this game is that it's very low energy and low key, which means that your characters rarely do anything especially challenging or anything at all. But so it also means you can be called on for roles for the most generic of shit. Yes. If you say all right, well, I'm just going to have, like, a fucking microwaved burrito for dinner. They go, great, microwave cooking is a skill. Roll on it. Yeah, and it's the only cooking skill. Yeah, <laughs> microwave cooking is your only cooking. My favorite joke in the cooking cooking or uh, skill section is that they have a skill called exercise. Yeah. And then immediately after that, a skill called exercise Second Amendment rights. <laughs> uh, yeah. They also have uh, heavy machine operation, science for nerds. <laughs> uh, television appreciation, which is great. Yeah. Chicanery. And the nice thing is, they're so broadly weird in some of these that you can apply them to a bunch of different roles. So, like, you can go, I want to try and seduce someone, so I'm gonna use dating to try and be like, yeah, I'm gonna get into their pants with that, but I'm gonna also, maybe I'm different, so I'll try and get them into carousing or. Maybe I'll drinking. use... I'll just drinking contest to yeah. get into there. Or, you know what? I'll try and uh, use recreational drug use. I'll, uh, I'll write their name in the snow with vomiting. Yeah. Because my skill is vomiting with purpose. And so, whatever you want to do, this this system is basically like, I don't know, you figure out whatever yeah. you want to do. It's very, it's very fluid. <laughs> and uh, skills are one of the very few things in the game that you can actually spend your XP on. Uh, you're not supposed to get your stats any better, but with skills, here's the way skills work. Uh, all skills have a rank, and, this, and the ranks are from 1 to 3. And a, uh, ca- characters begin with 1 rank 2 and 3 rank 1 skills. So, for example, the drunk starts with drinking at rank 2, and then 3 cho- uh, skills of his choice of rank 1. The skill rank is the amount that you can add, not subtract, you can only add with skills, yep. uh, to any role that pertains to that skill. So, for example, if you have drinking at 2, you can add up to 2 to any role that you make that has to do with drinking. Yep. Uh, you can only get a skill as high as 3, and they're expensive. Uh, each one of them costs the amount you'd like to purchase times 10 XP. Yeah, so just getting the first rank in something is 10, but getting up to rank 3 in something is 30 XP. And remember, you're only getting XP for fucking with people. The only way you get XP in the game is to cause someone else to fail. There isn't an XP reward at the end of the night. No. It's just fail- failing. It's the only point. Yeah, I can't... Okay, so there's there's a fucking small adventure at the back... Which is mostly just a, uh, Duckman ripoff of, you're all a family living in a house, uh, you've got, someone is coming by and they're doing a, uh, 
It's well, just it's the it's inspection a, for yeah, the yeah, house. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So you've got to try and do things like you're hiding your booze, you're trying to not be a drunk in front of the inspector, and it's you a want weird, to clean. It's a very generic inspector, because he's going to be like looking for mold, but he's also going to be making sure you take care of your kids or he'll take them away. Oh, yeah, it's one it's, of those things where it's like uh, anything that you could do, the... Uh, the Duck Master, which we didn't even mention. Your fucking DM is the, <laughs> the Duck, duck master. master. Yeah. Uh, so the Duck Master is uh, able to make it either a, a male or a female investigator, depending on what you want. So they're like, if you've got a Letcher in your group, maybe make it a female inspector. If you've got an Amazon, make it a male inspector, and so on. And it gives you some leeway for how to do the adventure, but it's mostly just... Give your players lots of reasons to try and roll things. Yeah, like the house is disgusting. You have to you have to clean the house. You have to scrape the mold off the ceiling. You have to hide the, the alcohol. And if, yeah, and if you're not going to be good at cleaning, you have to try and distract him away from doing stuff. Yeah, you maybe maybe the idiot is trying very hard to build a machine that will suck all the weed smoke out of the, out of the house. <laughs> so to put up with the fact that there is no way the stoner is going to stop smoking. Yeah, so it's it's got a whole bunch of different little suggestions it's for, like, okay, do you have, like, a detective in the house? Do you have a gambler in the house? Whatever. Here are little things that they'll need to take care of or that will be a problem for them. Yes. So you've got... <laughs> the problem with this is it gives you all of these things like as if it was a standard adventure of, here's a problem, you as a group are going to try and overcome it, except you as a group are playing this fucking game and you're all trying to ruin it for everyone else, which means... This adventure is going to end with, like, everyone in Child Protective Services or jail. But isn't that basically the point of the Duckman show, too? I mean, because <laughs> I mean, it's just at 22 minutes, and then it resets. Oh, yeah. There, there, there's no episode of Duckman where they mention the previous episode of Duckman. Even the even, the only recurring character outside of the main ones is King Chicken, and he, he's so not very much recurring that he has to repeat his story at the beginning of every time he shows up. Yeah, he keeps having to let everyone know that Duckman was the popular guy at the school, and it made him feel bad, and now he's out for revenge. Yes. Every single time he's on the show, he has to be like, Buck! 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 That's the best part of the show. Buck! Buck! Fuck. <laughs> so the fucking this game doesn't. It just doesn't. It there's nothing. I can't. But that's I, a, one of the things is that in the DM or Duckmaster advice section, it does tell you don't worry so much about how the adventures end. If if half the characters are dead and the other ones have, have decided to move to the Himalayas, that's fine because the next episode isn't contiguous. Oh yeah, it just starts in the house again, and it's just. Also, like, hey, and don't worry if everyone fails at everything. That's the point. Yeah. Everyone should suck. And it tells that to the players at the beginning of the book of just, like, you're probably going to fail at things. Make sure everyone else fails harder. Yeah, yeah. The point of this game isn't to succeed. It's to cause others to fail. Have fun. Yeah. And it and says you this, you know, in that, that duck manny tone. And it's like, uh, it's like, you want successes? Let me tell you, kids in Africa are failing twice before breakfast. <laughs> the, the fucking... I can't even imagine trying to play this game because there's no quicker way to ruin a friendship than trying to play the goddamn Duckman RPG. <laughs> I I could see playing this game, but you'd have to basically go into it like it was a board game or something. You couldn't you couldn't do this with like a long term. Oh no! Like the, the the problem is it wants you to be episodic, yeah. but it has the XP that you go from session to session. So they they couldn't think of anything aside from an XP mechanic to get better. Well, it's a 90s RPG. You can't have one without XP. No, it, that's what you have. But it also means that you are going to get better as it goes on, but nothing matters if you do. Yeah. <laughs> All you are is better at making people fail. You get broader in how you make... Well, it's skills, so you're better at succeeding. Yeah. So it, you're it's doing harder is... for people to fuck you up, but they yeah. get better at fucking you up. <laughs> it's so good. <sighs> it's such a weird game. Okay, uh, we've been talking for about 52, so why don't we go ahead and jump into the uh, our, our discussion at the end of every episode. John, what would you say is your favorite thing about Duckman, the RPG? Alright, uh, I think my favorite thing in this is probably actually going to be the skill system. Uh, they didn't put in a shitload of skills, which is always my major gripe anytime we review anything. I think there's 20. Yeah, anytime yeah. someone puts in, like, 75 skills, I go, no, you need to stop doing that. Uh, and they're broad. Like I said, it's, even if you got, uh, say, like, 
the carousing instead of dating, you could try and use that for a situation that you might have used dating for. It's a little fluid, and a lot of it's based around kind of in-the-moment in conversations with your DM. It's a lot of banter or, or bartering. Oh, yeah. And so you've got the uh, the skill system that lets you do a bunch of weird, goofy things, but it's also open enough that you don't have to sit there and feel bad like, Oh, man, I put a point into sports instead of exercise, which are two fucking different I skills. I swear that's only in there to separate the jock from the uh, from the, <laughs> from the Amazon. Because the Amazon's supposed to be like a go-getting like aerobics person. Oh, yeah. And then the jock is like, I, I play sports, which never fucking matters. Yeah, literally, the only reason that exercise is a skill in this game is so that exercise Second Amendment rights can be a joke. I'm almost certain that's the only reason it's in there. <laughs> But it it does let you have these two things that you're like, oh, I put points into sports instead of exercise. Now I can't, like, I don't know, lift weights. You go, yeah, but weightlifting is a sport, so now you can. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Like, how fast are you? Uh, well, I, I didn't. I don't have sports, so I'm not a good runner. But, you know, I do a lot of time jogging, so I got that, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've spent a whole lot of time on the treadmill, so there you go. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of barter, which is fine. So that skill section, all right. Yeah, skill section is good. So what would you say is your favorite thing? I like the simplicity of the whole good, bad, ugly thing, so that every character has basically three powers, two of which are bad. Yeah. I, I like that that's, that's fairly simple, it's, it's self-explanatory, and the fact that one of those is a broad way that anyone can mess with you, and one of them is a specific way that you can mess with anyone, gives you... So many weird hooks in, in, in the party over who's gonna mess with who and how. Oh, that, that's another thing that, that comes up, uh, incidentally, is you actually have to roll initiative to see who gets to mess with who. Because, you know, you're gonna do something like, your drunk's gonna be like, I try to take a drink, and like three people at the table are gonna be like, no, I need to stop him! <laughs> but you can't have everyone stop him, so you roll initiative and then one person gets to take the shot. Well, yeah, the, the initiative thing in this is we don't have combat rounds and stuff like that. Yeah. So initiative is just based on who gets to fuck with who when. And this happens during combat, too. So someone could be like, I throw a punch at Duckman. And someone else will be like, I'm going to mess with your attempt. <laughs> Two people will be like, I'm going to mess with your attempt to throw a punch at Duckman. Then they'll roll initiative to see who gets to stop you. Oh, yeah, and then the idiot's like, I'm also throwing a punch, and then accidentally punch you and trip you over, and nobody yeah. gets hit. So the <laughs> combat's ridiculous, because you roll initiative during combat to see who gets to mess with combat. Oh, it's so good. Okay, okay. so that's, that's my favorite thing, is that the good-bad-ugly system makes it so that all the classes are relatively, I, I guess, balanced. I mean, this is a game where balance is more important than in most RPGs, because your enemies are the other players. Oh, yeah, everything is PvP. So it's gotta be very, I mean, they can put in bad guys for Oh, yeah, them. I mean, they have plenty of that. But, but you can't extract XP from them. No. <laughs> Even NPCs who show up are like, I tried to do something. I make you fail. Like, that doesn't get you XP. You only get it from messing with the other players. Huh? Huh? Okay, what's your least favorite thing about the Duckman RPG? My least favorite thing is the good, the bad, the ugly system. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's hard. Oh. No, it's, the problem I have with it is that it encourages so much of fucking with other people. And I know that's the point. I know. I get it. I understand. But the the good, bad, ugly system is just constantly trying to get bookkeeping in order, which is my main problem with it. It's not even so much that you're fucking with other people as much as you go like, all right, what are you playing? I need to know what your thing that I can do to you is, what my thing that I do to other people is, what my thing that I do to myself is. <laughs> and you're like, you have to sit there with a goddamn notebook. And anytime someone's like, I'd like to roll, and you're like, hold on, wait a minute. How, what? Who? Well, what? I can see it based on a justification thing. Like, let's say that, for example, someone comes up and tries to tell you what movies are on later today. And you can be like, wait a minute. Does that constitute an attempt to educate me? <laughs> <laughs> because I have a thing for that. Especially because once you get down into the, uh, the feats... Which we didn't talk about at all. There's there's like 30 feats, and most of them are just uh, penalties you can apply to other people's attempts to mess with you. Oh yeah, it's all just very specific, like, if trying to change the channel away from something you're watching, or shit like that. Yeah, so those are another way that things come up and suddenly math up your weird... <laughs> yeah, your PvP game fight. And it's... That's my main issue, is you've got so many little fiddly, like, pluses and minuses between your skills... And you're what you're applying negatives to them, what you're applying positives to yourself, and everything like that. That then also trying to know what everyone's weakness is, the the bad for everyone essentially, 
It's just, it's so much fucking bookkeeping. I can't, it's I mean, not an elegant system would, is all I'm it, saying. I don't feel like it'd be that bad if there were like four players. Because you'd eventually pick up that, you know, the bad for a drunk is that the drunk has to be, can't have alcohol. The bad for a stoner is that the stoner... Oh yeah, but the beginning of it, if you're getting into this game, you're just like, okay, I've got to constantly look at my reference sheet oh, for yeah, how it, everything it's, works. It's not a fast game to pick up and play. You'd think it would be, because it's got very few rules... But it does seem like it would take. But yeah, a lot for of a game that's based around two d six with very little rules heavy explanations for things, it is way difficult to get into. Yeah. All right. So your least favorite thing in the Duckman RPG? I'm going to agree with you about complexity. I still think the good, bad, the ugly is a good way to do categorizing. But I don't think that the game needed feats. That like, is true. It's like I get it, game. You came out in like 1996 or whatever, and D and D was around, and 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 uh, you saw feats in there, and you're like, well, we better put some of these in here. Because that's a mechanic that's the next big thing, but you don't need them. It's too much. No. I mean, it gives you something else to put XP into if you don't want to sink it into your skills. Mm-hmm. But even then, it doesn't matter because it's still just a fiddly plus one minus one. I'd almost want to say the XP system is completely unnecessary in this game, too. That is also true. I mean, that's the problem. I, I, I might as well just broaden out my category and say that my problem with this game is Sacred Cows. Yeah. It's got a lot of RPG Sacred Cows. It's got feats. It's got uh, XP for a game that's purely episodic. It's got dexterity. <laughs> In a game where one of your stats is sleaze, it's got dexterity. Hell yeah, it does. So, so yeah, it's, uh, that, I'd say that. It's got a lot of sacred cows from the 90s RPG industry buried in there in, in what would otherwise have been a bizarrely inventive game. Yeah, it, I feel like the person who made this was like, oh, I want to make something interesting. What's, what's Duckman all about? I'll try and do it off of craps. He's always talking about craps and gambling and shit like that. And then immediately got shut down by the people that they were publishing through of like, hey man, you can't make this without XP. Yeah, I like to think that in the early run of the game it was like you rolled 2d6 and then the other players also rolled 2d6 to try and beat your original. Like, like actual craps rules. Like, oh, I have to imagine that the original rules were you had to roll out for yours. If you got anything but a crap out or a uh, seven or eleven, then you had to roll your your same number, number again yeah. before someone else rolled a seven or oh eleven. Oh my god, that would have been great! Oh god, I want to house rule this game now. Which brings us to: Would, would you, you play this? Well, let's see. I would play this game for sure. Uh, again, because it's so episodic, I have no trouble with trying this game out as a one shot. I have a good group of friends I trust I could play this with who wouldn't mind me fucking with them all night. Most of them. Uh, uh, you'd be good. <laughs> you'd be alright with it. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> you'd have to be playing with a group of people that literally were like, I don't care if my character succeeds on things. Like, the, get the game. Oh, yeah. If you understand where it's coming from. Yeah. Okay, would you? Oh, I would totally play this game. It would be awful, and I would hate it, and nothing would get accomplished, which is what's supposed to happen, and I would... I would be amused more at the RP of the game than the systems, because I feel like trying to do anything in a Duckman RPG in the Duckman world is just begging for stupid bullshit. Right. Oh, man. You know, one of my big problems I always complain about with licensed games is that they're basically invitations to quote. Oh, yeah. And and this one's a little better than that for most, because who the fuck can quote Duckman other than you at the beginning (laughs) of the show? No No one quotes Duckman. He doesn't, I mean... Oh, I also think this is another least favorite thing. No rules for Grandmama. Aw, oh, poor Grandmama. They even forgot about Grandmama. And Charles and Mambo. They don't have any rules for playing as a two-headed weirdo. No, you're just a duck. You're a duck with two heads with two personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's he's probably one of the... One of the uh, yeah, you just took... What the hell even uh, is it? Probably a huckster. That's the closest you can get to him. Because he's just like a, a like a student or something. Yeah, and then you'd have them, just like them. the science for nerds and the... Uh, I don't know, heavy machine and debate? Probably, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, uh, so, anyway, so there you go. We both play Duckman the RPG. Yeah. Would you play Duckman the RPG audience? Let us know. Uh, otherwise, you can find us at SystemMasteryPodcast.com, System Mastery on Gmail or Twitter. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. So by all means, stop by, say hello. We are now taking fan questions, or listener questions. I'm not going to say your fans. That seems like I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm assuming too much. Yes, you, you assume much of our listeners. Don't get presumptuous. When you presume, you make a prod of Sue and me. Sue me. <laughs> so, so yeah, for our listeners, you can send us questions to the Gmail or tweet the questions to us. We try to answer them on our new show, Afterthought, which we'll be recording the third episode of in a week or two. And, uh, who knows what that one's gonna be about? Probably something to do with Duckman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe something about comedy, maybe something about ducks. 
We'll do a whole episode on ducks. Yeah, just ducks. Not even cartoon ducks. Not just even ducks. Well, we can do the cartoon ducks of history. The great cartoon ducks of history. For example, why is there a Duckman game? Why isn't there a Darkwing Duck game? Of all the injustices in this world, the fact that there is no Darkwing Duck game is the greatest. You think you don't think it's that there's no Rescue Rangers game? Well, no. Okay, how about if it was just a Disney afternoon game? Oh my god, Disney afternoon game. Give it to me. Disney, let me write this game. There it is. We had the afterthought discussion about RPGs that didn't exist but should. And we settled on, like, Harry Potter and Jurassic Park, but holy god, Disney Afternoon. Come on, let me be dashing and daring, courageous and caring. Oh man, let me be... Wait, that doesn't have any lyrics in it. Spin it in a minute. Spin it in a minute. Anyway, this has been System Mastery. We thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again shortly. Music